In a moment, Bryson Quinn joins us to discuss his starring role in our multi-award winning film and share about his life and artistic journey. I'm Robert X. Goffin, and this is an RXG exclusive. We must open up our minds and take a look inside. That we find we hold all the answers tonight. You're watching RXG exclusives. Bryson Quinn is a non-binary actor. He also holds a BFA in kinetic imaging. And that's where we'll begin. Bryson, thanks so much for being here. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. Now, you're an alum of the Virginia Commonwealth University where you studied animation. Tell me what sparked your interest in this field and can you explain for us laymen what kinetic imaging actually is? It's just animation. It's they had a really stupid. Uh, they made it sound way more whimsical than it was, <laughs> but it was just animation. Um, it and it's funny because initially, like, I was so sure that I wanted to animate until I actually got to school and learned how much went into being an animator. And I was like, nope. <laughs> like I can like do other stuff if y'all need me to like put rigging and like my. It was just it was I, I got really overwhelmed. Um, but I watched a lot of animated films growing up, as I'm sure like most people my age did. I still watch animated films. I haven't really, I don't think it's possible to grow out of that really. Um, but but yeah, that's, um, I specifically saw Disney's Dinosaur. Like it came out like back in like 2001 or two or something, but that kind of like, that was like my movie. <laughs> now your skills in this area have garnered you various illustration jobs. Can you tell us more about that? So I was still really good at drawing. Like I still like drawing. That was something that I didn't think that I what didn't want to do. I just didn't want to do the animating part, um, which luckily there's still a field for illustration. Um, but yeah, no, I graduated and then immediately after graduating, I took on a lot of like illustration gigs kind of thing. Like I did some book cover work. Um, I drew, I did commission just like freelance, like this person wants a drawing to give like to his wife or something. I did a lot of those kind of things. Um, I made business cards once, which was super weird because that's usually a thing that you do for like graphic design majors. Um, but they wanted me to do it, which was nice. Um, I did motion graphics for a little bit, and then I got exhausted <laughs> because that's also animation, just like more after effects -y stuff. But yeah, no, illustration was, um, it was a safe like hobby that I could make money off of that also I still enjoyed doing without feeling that I was like wearing myself ragged. So that was what I did for like two and a half years out of college. Now, you've been very transparent on social media about your illustration efforts, sharing some of your work, taking people behind the scenes of a book that you're working on, but your artistry is not limited to this. You nurtured your thespian skills in elementary school and high school stage productions. I understand, though, it wasn't until more recently that you were bitten by the bug. You made your screen debut 
with the lead role in the 2021 film Saving Springville. My mom tells me that the things that'll keep me grounded are not my love for the fantastical or literally anything else that brings me joy. You had a voiceover role in last year's animated feature, The Addams Family 2, and your second leading role is earning much acclaim. Now playing on the festival circuit is the coming-of-age film How to Tie a Tie, in which you portray the role of Dominique, a young man whom, after being publicly disowned by his father, must learn to tie his tie in time for his high school formal. Now, I was privileged to play your father in the film, written and directed by Sean Holmes, an award-winning filmmaker. I won't give away the details of our father-son conflict, but for people that read between the log line, they'll get the nugget. And Bryson, I have to add that when I first arrived on set, I tried the whole semi-method route of keeping my distance and not chatting much with you, <laughs> at least until we rehearsed. But your warmth and your energy made that impossible. How did you land the role of Dominique and what was your experience like working on the movie? I did the, through Backstage, obviously shout out to Backstage, but I did the audition process through them and I sent in my tape literally like the day of, I think I was talking to Sean. I was like, hey, I know it's like, no deadlines at midnight. I got you. Just give me one second to get off work and I got you. I have all the lines memorized. I swear to God, I'm, I'm going to kill it. <laughs> and I send it to him and I didn't hear anything back. I was like, fuck. Okay. I've waited way too long. Um, but, but then like, I guess like, I don't know how many days or so after that, but I, it, it was enough to me. Like I got worried. <laughs> um, but I also wasn't used to, like, I'm still new to this, so I'm not used to like, turnaround times and all that stuff so I thought that however long even I'm like okay I messed up I waited too long to submit it's over and then he sent me the, the um the contract and I was like uh, okay thank you so this was a big deal I was very excited to have like um to have like another lead under my belt I guess it was very fun and for it to be a story that was like closer to home that was that was super neat um but yeah yeah that was the whole process now we worked together in the latter half of principal photography but i visited set early to meet you and our co-stars and stayed to watch you all work and there was a definite chemistry between you and your on-screen mother deshaun white and one of the male figures in your character's life stephen b walters who both gave such authentic and poised performances how did the three of you build such a camaraderie? Well, me and Steven were clowns. Um, so that was, that's, we both are just, uh, we can't take stuff seriously. Um, like, Deshaun, we, we, I met her, let me, I met, mm, wait, when did we all move in? We had to live together too. That was a whole thing. Like when y'all like left, we just roamed about the Airbnb. We just lived there for like a day or so. So that also super helped. Like, we got to like talk to each other after the shoot and be like, oh yeah, that was really cool. I like this thing and that thing. And oh, that was really cool. Or oh, like, yeah. Cause I was living in Dominique's room too. Like I was sleeping in Dominique's room. So like, it was also this added level of like, I don't know, uh, mm, believability, I guess. 
but yeah no we all got along immediately and especially like after that first day of shooting we did all that heavy stuff we got to talk about it and that was super cool the scene specifically with prom um when she was taking the was taking the pictures of us and stuff that was really <laughs> she was taking real photos and like showing them to us afterwards she's like i'm gonna keep them <laughs> <laughs> you can keep them. but yeah no they were all really nice and i'm glad we all um got along and that it was also like super like that you can see that we all immediately um got got along together too because we were all super easygoing now i'd be remiss not to single out your performance in thai it was beautiful and vulnerable truly award-worthy and I'm saying that as an actor and a filmmaker, that bedroom scene where you're on the floor, that, that's your, your Oscar moment. <laughs> During the making of this film, did you feel any pressure knowing that you were carrying this film on your shoulders? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, that's also part of why I didn't submit until super late was because I didn't, I guess, tell my partner, I was like, I really don't want to do something super sad because I up until that point I hadn't done anything super sad and I was really scared about if I would be willing to commit to that or not because I hadn't done anything and I hadn't read the, the whole script yet either so that was another thing and then when I read it I was like oh fuck I can't do this I really can't <laughs> I was like oh god um whew. and then um but yeah no I there was a lot of reservations um I'm not used like to, to being super vulnerable to people in general um I have a hard time like expressing myself <laughs> um with without you know like rambling off but um yeah no it was it was really uh especially again since it was a story that had to do so much with stuff that I could also relate to and that did make it easier but it also made it harder because then I'd be like well how much of myself am I supposed to be giving away um or at what point is it me and at what point is it dom or is like how much of this is dominique and how much of this is bryce and all this other stuff and um me and sean he had me close my eyes and we talked about like um stuff or like um how am i feeling what do you see like da, 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 da. i forgot what the method's called but that's what we were doing for a long time before i actually came downstairs and did the scene too hmm. And I think the last take that was just me organically crying is the take that we used. Wow. Because I did something really weird when I saw Deshaun come in. I, like, covered my face. <laughs> I, like, went like this or something. Um, like, I looked away from her, and I was like, oh, God, she can't see me like this. But I was like, wait, wait. I was like, there's a camera. Like, this is all happening. Earlier this year saw a glitzy and glamorous red carpet screening of the film in West Virginia, Wheeling, West Virginia. How to tie a tie. Don't miss a night of glitz and glamour as you experience a red carpet entrance. Unfortunately, I could not attend, but I lived vicariously through all of the pictures and videos. Tell me what that night was like for you. I, I suspect it was very special. It was... God, it was so funny because... Um... My parents were like, where's the premiere? And I was like, it's in West Virginia. They were like, West Virginia? And I was like, well, Sean's from West Virginia. It's, 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 it's fine. They were like, be careful up there. <laughs> like, West Virginia is full of like a bunch of crazy country people um, and all that. And I was like, it'll be fun, it'll be fun. So like, I brought my friends and my partner and we went up <clears throat> to, to do the thing. And it, 
we drove up and just drove back the next day so that, that was super fun it was like a little road trip and um yeah no it was cold it was all i remember is it was really cold it was super cold especially since i wanted to wear a dress and put my legs were out i was freezing but we did it we did it we all did it um we all we had fun um it was a little surreal because again this like i'd been doing you know little little things here nothing that ever warranted a premiere like i didn't even know that like they told me that we were having a premiere i was like oh fuck. i was like oh my god that's so cool it's like i'd never done something like that before like i i i'd never had a red carpet kind of deal experience um it also freaked me out a lot because there were a lot of people coming to me after the film and like shaking my hand and like, oh, you did a great job. And I was just like, oh God, oh cool, yeah, hey, how's it going? You were signing autographs too. Yeah, that was also really, I, I just wasn't used to, to, to receiving that kind of um, accolades and praise and such like a, like a crazy like amount. So, and then seeing the movie, I kept talking during the entire movie and my partner got really mad at me because I was like, oh man, I was like, oh, I was stuff in here. He's like, shut up, like, I'm trying to watch. Like, or like when I was crying, I was like, oh, I look so ugly. And he was like, that's the point. Like, I was like, it was just, I, I was so scared. Like my heart was like, I don't know, it's different. It's like, you make this thing and you hope that people like it and then people like it. It's like, oh, thank God. Like, oh, I'm so happy everybody had the same, you know, um response to something that we put our hearts and souls into um but no i was shaking i was like trembling i couldn't even stand up straight like my feet hurt because i was wearing those heels and at some point i just had to sit down on the stairs before walking by like waving to me and i was just like hey um but it was really fun it was super fun i'm glad um i wish you could have come i know you could come i i it was it was very it was very fun our film has been called beautiful, intense, and hopeful. And if you're anything like me, you want people to be touched by your work in some way. Is there anything in particular that you hope audiences feel while watching the film? I, I got a, um, I'm not going to say who it is because I don't know if they want me to say who it is, but I got a message from someone and they were like, thank you so much for like, um, for, for portraying Dominique the way that you portray Dominique, that feels very real for me because I'm also like, we all are, you know, we're queer black kids out here just doing the thing. And I was so taken aback by that because I'd forgotten that other people that were maybe or at some point in Dominique's position would have to see this um, instead of just people who just were watching the movie, you know, um, seeing a character. Um, so that was surreal. I did not expect that to happen to uh, me at all, but it was super eye-opening um, because, again, like I, uh, the part of the, the hardest part of doing this movie was the whole um, the, the bedroom scene. That was the hardest part because that took so much prep and pre-work and rehearsing and takes that we didn't even use. And at that point, I was just like dry like I was because we still had to shoot the prom scene after that so I had to like all right we're chipper now we can't like and it's hard for me to because we had to go to a really dark place for that too um so it's it's really hard it was hard to go down so far deep and come back up and act like we're good for the next scene so I'm glad that other people saw my real 
raw emotion um, latched on to that. I'm glad that that was, because that was me, like, at some point. Like, at some point, I wasn't Dominique anymore, and I'm glad that that resonated so strongly to the point where someone reached out, and that was insane, but I'm glad that it did that for people. It was hard because I wasn't used to, to showing my vulnerable side, so I'm glad that people could see that vulnerability, relate to it, and realize that this is all something that needs to happen. Healing is good. You know, it's good to heal. It's good to cry sometimes. Um, and also, shout out to Deshaun for helping, like, pull me back in um, after that. She's a great mother, <laughs> um, at least a great onstage mother. But yeah, I'm, I'm just glad it reached the right people and that it was you know i glad that they felt that i was being honest too because i tried so hard to do that well the demand for a feature-length adaptation of how to tie a tie is there if sean invites you back if he invites us all back would you be willing to take the ride again yes <laughs> absolutely i would be more than happy um i think that's super exciting and honestly if it keeps up on the path that like like of like award-winning <laughs> award um, official selection like I love that I'm very excited I, I'm yeah no yeah I, I would be more than happy to reprise the role of Dominique and make it a full-length thing because I really I wanted to see more of him and his friends like I really want that like I really want to it's probably also because I, I just want to hang out with like with like Jayla and Yolanda but like it's fine <laughs> but but yeah now, Bryson, you recently signed with Transgender Talent, a management and production company for transgender and non-binary performers. Congratulations. Thank you. There have certainly been strides in the industry with regard to inclusion and diversity. However, there's, there's room for more improvement. Uh, what are your expectations for artists like yourself in this industry? When I was brought on, it was really funny because Ann Thomas, she was telling me that um, there's not a lot of trans A-listers. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, you're right. There's not a lot of, no. <laughs> it's like, there's not a lot of that. Um, or like, there's, there's not a lot of trans actors that you know outside of like Laverne Cox, you know, like that's like, like there's two two maybe you know that people actually know or be like oh yeah um and she's trying to change that and like my rep kitara shout out kitara um specifically we i've talked to her a lot on and off about how much i was willing to well not exploit but like like i don't know like something that i run into recently is that a lot of people don't know what like non-binary means like in the in the film industry like um because we recently I had to turn something down because uh one of my reps had worked with the director before and he was well, he, whoever they were they were like super not like um they didn't get it they just didn't get it they were writing a movie from a perspective that they just didn't get and it was about a non-binary character but they were calling them a girl so it was like really confusing um but apparently like they worked with them in the past and it was really shady and they didn't do it anymore so they told me to stay away so we did um but yeah no it, it was it was um it's interesting seeing 
how trans people and non-binary people and also are perceived from like a film point of view because my 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 little window of um of what is it of eyesight hasn't been this wide before until I started interacting with literal strangers every day you know and like <clears throat> meeting people for like auditions or meeting people for this and that and that and there have been plenty of times when people are like hey yo like tell me how I can make this better for you because I don't know what the hell I'm you know like so like that was neat um but I guess I, I would like to push for a it's <laughs> and again I'm very privileged in the fact that I look very male um because it took a lot to get here but I'm very privileged in the fact that I can play a cis male role or that I can play a just guy you know without the guy being trans to and a lot of people have that opportunity um <clears throat> especially me being non-binary so that's another added layer of, of stuff but um I think like the push for trans actors playing cis characters and the push for like trans people to be able to exist in a space without it just being oh this guy's trans you know like like for a lot of for a lot of things it's like being trans is all that character does when that's not necessarily there's so many more facets to that person you know what I mean so but yeah I, I I'm sorry I I had like three different thoughts no that's fine that's what we're here for <laughs> it's good it's good that it's it's good that this is happening and I'm, I'm very happy to be a part of that um even as tiny teeny tiny as I am I am happy to be <laughs> to be um a player in that um that that movement well, that leads me to this. Tom Hanks won the Best Actor Oscar for his portrayal of an AIDS-stricken attorney who was fired by his firm in one of my all-time favorite films, 1993's Philadelphia. Tom Hanks recently told the New York Times that a straight man could not do what he did in Philadelphia today. I've spoken to LGBT artists on and off this program about straight actors playing LGBT roles and straight creators creating LGBT content in your opinion those who don't identify as lgbt should they be permitted to present stories and characters about your community or should they stay in their own lane um i have like a two like a two response like a two because i think for like straight people playing gay characters that's not really a huge deal i guess at least not to me because usually usually i i don't usually the straight actors don't make it a costume or like a caricature whereas when you have a cis person playing a trans person it then becomes this like how do i how do i put on this costume of being a trans woman when they take it off every day go home and be a cis man and that's not necessarily like a, it's not like a switch, you know, it's not like a thing I turn, oh, I'm trans Bryce when I'm, you know, here and then I'm cis, that's not, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's, the straight actors playing a gay thing, that, that's like, 
that is something I think that's happening and it's fine and it's normal. I do actually, though, I do want there to be more queer actors playing queer roles because like they're out here. Um, I think it does become a matter of question when you actively select straight actors over the gay actors. Like that's a thing that I think that's a problem. Um, especially since we do have plenty of LGBT, like, same love actor people um, who need their shot, you know, and who need their big break. And it's a matter of, like, like, why is, why is so-and-so reaching out to the straight guy when they could reach out to this gay person? You know what I mean? Like, finding the people to do the role instead of finding a guy that you think can do the thing that this guy who does the thing every day has been doing. Um, but you know, I absolutely, I hate, I, I don't like when um, cis actors play trans characters because it usually comes, sorry, to cis, yeah, cis actors play trans characters because it usually comes from like, uh, it's just, it's just so, because especially for trans women, like, they are seen as men in costumes, which is the problem. So having a man play a trans woman is, is kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a certain level of like no touch. Like there's like, okay, straight guy playing gay guy, it's fine. But there's like a level of, eh, like we don't, don't do that. <laughs> like don't, like we, we, anything perpetuating, I think the, the whole man in drag, man in costume, man in this as trans woman is, like, but um, I honestly, I, I haven't seen a lot of women. Well, actually, I lied. I lied. There's this old movie called Boys Don't Cry. Hillary Swank won the Oscar for that. So, yes, Hillary, yes. And it has not aged well. <laughs> it has not aged well at all. Specifically for me, as someone who is trans masculine, um, it has not aged well at all. And I think that was just because it was in the early 90s. Like, I obviously, I think... It, it was just a sign of the times kind of thing. Like it was a victim of the time it came out because it, it was so just like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't great. It wasn't, it wasn't a great thing. Cause in the special features, they were like misgendering him. And I do not remember his name because I've only seen that movie once, but he, the, the actual trans man who that, who she was portraying, um, they were misgendering him a lot and they were like, yeah, she thought he was a man. And I was like, and that's the, that's the problem is that it's seen as like a uh, performance. When it's not, it's how that person lived. How can we all do better? <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't wanna say just be a good person because that's such a vague thing to say, but it's honestly just listening. Like, you know, if you know something's not in your range of expertise, just, listen like as you said earlier like staying and staying in your lane and all that stuff like um if you know if you don't know enough about it just wait for someone to maybe explain it to you or like wait for like someone to reach out and tell you what's up listening is key listen listening and yeah being an active listener and and being in their corner being in our corner uh you know uh like like i i'm a total like i love growth for people i 100 believe that humans are capable of change and learning and adapting that's i think that is the right mindset to have about this kind of stuff especially now when hope is very little 
but I think it's good to recognize that for a lot of people, they just never heard of any of this shit before. Like they've just, it's like, I'm learning. I'm learning about, like there are pronouns that I've never heard of. And that's great. You know, that's great. I'm, I'm going to be respectful and, and not talk because at the end of the day, we're just coming up with things, words that help us feel better about ourselves to, to make sense of all this, you know? So it, it's a, it's, it's just listening and being an active person, participant and being present when you're needed to be present and, and, and supporting your fellow LGBT human beings. Um, I guess like if someone says, Hey man, that's not cool. Be like, okay, it's not cool. Or if someone's like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's cool. And obviously I'm not a spokesperson for everyone. Someone could be watching this right now and be like, yo, Bryce is full of so much shit, which is fine. That's good. You know, I'm, I'm down. Like I, I realize that I realize I'm, but I'm, I'm a passing person. You know, I, I don't fear for my, well, depending on how I'm dressing, I don't fear for my life when I leave the house, you know, I'm very, I, I can wear this and be fine. Um, so I recognize that, but yeah, just being attentive. Bryson, what kind of roles or projects do you see yourself pursuing and what's next for you? Oh, I have a lot of stuff I can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was forced to sign papers so that I would not talk about these things, but aside from those things, I, um, I really want to be in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> like, that would just, that would be, like, my magnum opus. I think if I booked a Star Wars thing, I would never work again after that. Like, I would be floating, just, like, riding whatever cloud. Um, but that is my, like, on my iceberg of things, that's at, like, the top. So now you've got to speak that into existence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got to keep, I got to keep acting like I already am in a Star Wars film. But, um, but aside from that, like I was talking to Anne, um, transgender talent, shout out. But I was talking to Anne about, like, she asked me what I wanted to do. Like, you're an actor, you're, what kind of roles do you want? You know, like, what's up? And I was like, oh God. Um, sci-fi <laughs> some fantasy stuff i really want to act and play characters that don't exist in the modern world we live in i would love to escape i really think an escape is overdue um i would really like to to be a guy you know just a guy like um like i'm not i promised myself i wouldn't talk about john boyega but i'm gonna do it because i guess i have to but he was talking in one of his interviews and he was like i don't want it like he was like, I don't want to be the guy. I want to be like a guy, you know, I want to be like a guy in a movie. I don't want to be like the huge, you know, the macho man, like carrying the world on my back kind of action figure character. He's like, I just want to be a guy in a story interacting with other people. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I do want to be a guy in a movie. Like that's pretty, like he put it very like eloquently, I guess. Um, but I, you know how like there's this joke like you know when you're watching a movie with your parents or something and they're like oh that's old dude from uh like that's that's what's his name and they don't know who it is <laughs> like that's what I want I wanted to pop up in so many people's TV screens that no one actually knows my name they're just like that's um that's old dude from uh and they just say like the character's name and the kids are like yeah yeah that's 
that's so-and-so from that. That's not who that is. But that's my that's my dream. So you're okay with not being followed into the bathroom and <laughs> hounded for autographs when you're walking down the street? I'm I love my privacy. I'm a huge fan of that. I I I want to be able to go to McDonald's, right? And maybe like maybe like a couple people recognize me, but I, I don't get flung out or swarmed or something. Like I would love to be able to still do Bryce stuff. Um but but someone had called it voice actor famous because you don't actually realize what voice actors look like, you don't hear their voices. And so you could be standing next to someone and not realize it until they start speaking. And it's like, oh shit, you know, but, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's the high I'm chasing. Well, Bryson, having shared the screen with you, I have no doubt that you have quite the career ahead of you. We must work together again. I don't know if that anonymity that you're looking for is going to be around much longer with the trajectory that might be ahead for you, but <laughs> I, I wish you nothing but the best. Break a leg on all of your future endeavors. Thank you for having me. I'm Robert X. Goffin. Thanks for watching. Make sure to like, comment, and hit subscribe on our YouTube channel so you never miss out. RxG Exclusives, hosted by Robert X. Golfin, now playing.